Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Pastor J.D. is convinced more than ever that Jesus' coming is imminent. With all his years of research and the rate at which prophecies are currently being fulfilled, he believes the rapture is much sooner than anyone can imagine. For this, he's filled with hope and encourages you to repent now and get to know Jesus today. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on August 16th, 2020. We're going to look at the prophetic significance of this UAE-Israel peace agreement on Thursday. But in order to do that, I think it's incumbent upon me to share with you my heart, from my heart to yours, (laughs) what the Lord has put on my heart before we start so that uh, you'll have a better understanding. Back in March, when this crisis first hit, I sensed that the Lord would have me to revisit everything through the lens of COVID-19. If you're anything like me, and I suspect that you are, you didn't see this coming. I know I didn't. And as such, everything had to be on the table. Nothing could be taken off the table. Everything that we knew to be true, especially concerning Bible prophecy, keep it on the table. We've got to revisit this. And here's why. Everything changed seemingly overnight. And this, on a global scale, the likes of which we had never seen before, and likely will never see again. In late April, early May, it became evident that the world as we once knew it had passed the proverbial point of no return as it were. In fact, we devoted an update to that very uh, topic, past the point of no return. It's for this reason that the focus of our weekly prophecy updates shifted from the Middle East geopolitically to this crisis almost exclusively. And in so doing, I learned so much from so many of you, particularly those in the medical field online that sent me a lot of information. 
when I took that information, I did my best to sort of connect the prophetic dots of what we were seeing happen with what we know the Bible says will happen. And for those who have been with us since March, (laughs) it's been quite eye-opening and hair-raising. Well, maybe for you, not so much for me anymore, but certainly (laughs) eye-opening as the real agenda behind this, and you'll forgive me, manufactured crisis was uncovered. What this is really about, what's really going on, where it's all headed. Here we are, almost six months later, in the middle of August, and each passing day brings with it new information and even new revelation. However, to me, there was still a missing piece to the prophecy puzzle that still needed to be put in place, which was that of Israel. How does that all tie in? And so the question I had been asking since this all started was, how does this global crisis fit with the centrality of Israel prophetically? Enter the aforementioned peace agreement, starting with this White House release issued on Thursday, that, quote, President Donald J. Trump has secured a historic deal between Israel and the United Arab Emirates to advance peace and prosperity in the region. Uh, I'm going to read a couple of quotes uh, from this release, quoting, President Trump recognized it was time for a new approach to achieve peace, security, and opportunity for the people of the Middle East. This historic breakthrough was made possible by President Trump's leadership and expertise as a deal maker. Here's another excerpt, quoting, This agreement will help put the region on a truly interesting word, transformative path, one with stability, security, and opportunity. This agreement will allow further advancement of the president's vision for finding a comprehensive, fair, realistic, and lasting peace between, listen, Israel and the Palestinians and in the region. Also on Thursday, 
the White House released this joint statement of the United States, the State of Israel, and the United Arab Emirates. Two quotes, listen, quoting. The United Arab Emirates and Israel will immediately expand and accelerate, interesting word, cooperation regarding the treatment of and the development of a vaccine for the coronavirus. Working together, these efforts will help save Muslim, Jewish, and Christian lives throughout the region. The joint statement goes on to say, and again I quote, and this is very important, as set forth in the vision for peace, all Muslims who come in peace may visit and pray at the Al-Aqsa Mosque and Jerusalem's other holy sites should remain open for peaceful worshipers of all faiths. Close quote. Pictured here is a screenshot of the president's formal announcement in which he stated, and again I quote, It will be known as the Abraham Accord. And I'd like to ask our ambassador David Friedman to please explain why we're doing and calling it the Abraham Accord. David? So Friedman says, and I quote, Thank you, Mr. President, and congratulations to you on brokering this historic peace agreement. Abraham, as many of you know, was the father of all three great faiths. He's referred to as Abraham in the Christian faith, Ibrahim in the Muslim faith, and Avraham in the Jewish faith. And no person better symbolizes the potential for unity among all these three great faiths than Abraham, and that's why this accord has been given that name. Close quote. Now, Trump responds by saying, and again I quote, It's a great, great thing. I wanted it to be called the Donald J. Trump Accord, but I didn't think the press would understand that. Sorry, I didn't do that. Also on Thursday, there was a separate briefing by Jared Kushner, who stated, and again I quote, President Trump was able to get Israel to agree to have a two-state solution with the Palestinians. And for the first time in history, to agree to a map that outlined the territory that they would be willing to work with in order to see that happen. That showed a lot of people in the region, this is interesting, 
that Israel was serious. Israel was serious? Israel was serious about really moving forward and making peace, and also showed them that President Trump's leadership and diplomacy could make things happen that hadn't happened previously. What happened is that as Israel was discussing with us taking Israeli law and keyword sovereignty to areas of the West Bank and applying it, and we were having these discussions over the last six weeks. The discussions between UAE and Israel started accelerating about this being a potential different path. Close quote. Okay. Let me catch my breath and say contrary to what many might say, this is really bad. This is not a good deal. In fact, I would venture to say that this is of the devil. I know that's strong, but if you'll kindly indulge me as I sort through this, I'll do my best to communicate why and also the prophetic significance of this. You'll forgive the bluntness with which I say this, but this is quite literally, even exactly, precisely how it ends according to Bible prophecy. So what follows is a plausible scenario of what could happen, and not only what could happen, but how quickly it could happen. I'm using that word for a reason, because as many of you know in the book of Revelation, Jesus says, Behold, I come quickly. And the word in the original language of the Greek New Testament is tachos, where we get our English word for tachometer, a measurement, a gauge of revolutions per minute, RPMs. What Jesus was saying was, Behold, I'm coming at a time when things are revved up. I would submit that we are redlining We are there. And so what I want to do, I have seven. It's not exhaustive. (laughs) I like the number seven, the number of completion. There are more, but I have seven in this plausible scenario, and it's based on key prophecies that are found in Scripture. So here's the first one. The next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the church of Jesus Christ. It can happen at any time. For those of you who were not with us last week or did not watch the YouTube video, we devoted the entire update to why it is that seven reasons really that prove that the rapture of the church 
has to happen before the seven-year tribulation. Now, I'm using 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4 for a reason. And actually, verse 4 is going to come up again here shortly. One of the main reasons I'm using this verse is because of the interpretation of verse 3, as we talked about on June 14th, and how, unfortunately, we have translated this as an apostasy or a falling away that has to come first. And on June 14th, we were in Second Thessalonians in our verse-by-verse study through that epistle. And when we got to verse 3, we devoted the entire teaching to just that verse and why it is that the Apostle Paul in verse 3 of Second Thessalonians 2 is speaking of not the falling away of the church, but the catching away of the church. Let me read verses 3 and 4. Paul writing by the Holy Spirit says, Let no one deceive you by any means. For that day, speaking of the tribulation, the seven-year tribulation, that day will not come unless the departure, rapture, comes first. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. In other words, the Antichrist cannot be revealed for who he is until the church is removed. Now listen to verse 4, and again this is going to come up uh, shortly. He, speaking of the Antichrist, who has now been revealed... This man of sin, the church has been removed, the Antichrist has been revealed, he will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or is worshipped, so that he sets himself up in God's temple, proclaiming himself to be God. Wow. This means that early on, potentially at the beginning of the seven-year tribulation, part of this deal, this peace agreement that we're going to talk about, will include the rebuilding of the third temple. Because when the Antichrist does this, it presupposes that the temple is there and has been rebuilt. I've heard from reliable sources that once Israel has the green light to rebuild the temple. They can do it within a matter of maybe 90 days. Let that sink in. 90 days. They have everything. They have all the materials. They've had them for a long time. (laughs) Because of computer technology and DNA, they even know who the Levites are to serve in the temple. Ashes of the red heifer, check. All of the instruments for the priests, the high priest, check. What about the Ark of the Covenant? Oh, very interesting. Check. It's all there. All they're waiting for is the green light. 
And truly, they believe it's just a matter of time. It's going to happen, I believe, suddenly, quickly, which is the second in this scenario. And again, please understand that all of this could happen not only suddenly or quickly, but possibly even simultaneously. And by that I mean the rapture of the church could happen simultaneously with the sudden destruction that is described here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 3. <laughs> in other words, when we go up, sudden destruction comes down. And as Paul says, it's on them, not we, which is why I want to be a we, <laughs> not a them. Because we who are alive and remain will be caught up. We're the we. We're not the they or the them. Paul says, 1 Thessalonians 5.3, while people are saying, peace and safety, peace and security, it's the same word in the original Greek language of the New Testament, asphalia, translated security or safety. Destruction will come on them suddenly. Sudden destruction. Here's the thing about sudden destruction. I'm not trying to be cute. It's very sudden, the destruction as labor pains come suddenly on a woman travailing in labor. And listen to what he says after he says that. He likens it to a woman in labor, labor pains coming in greater intensity and frequency and suddenly. And then he says, and they will not escape. Now why do I emphasize that, because what's the need to include that detail in this verse? I would suggest that it implies that there will be those who will escape. So they will not escape. Oh, Paul, who does escape? We escape. This is why Oftentimes you'll hear the rapture referred to as the great escape. In fact, you've probably heard it in a negative context from somebody who's antagonistic. And they'll say, oh, you pre-tribbers, you just want to escape. To which I say, oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I do, don't you? It's this escape where we are taken out and we escape, we are rescued, we are raptured, but they will not be, and they will not be raptured. They will not escape. They will not be rescued. The end of the world is going to happen, and it might be closer than we think. There's much happening in the world around us that ties into the predictions made in the Bible. 
With the number of events occurring, though, it can be difficult to keep up with it all. Pastor J.D. Farag has taken it upon himself to help us out with that. Each week, Pastor J.D. takes an in-depth look at what Scripture has to say about the end times and then pairs them with the current events of the week. These Mideast Prophecy Updates are available for free to you through our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. You'll find them as well on our YouTube channel, and we update them each week to give you the latest information. These messages are useful to us to be able to keep Jesus' ultimate kingdom goal at the front of our minds. Jesus came to earth to offer love and forgiveness to each person. He completed his mission when he died on the cross for our sins and then defeated death by rising again. Jesus has charged each one of us who confess to follow him with a simple task. Go into the world and share the good news of his life. As the end draws even closer, we need to adopt a sense of urgency in getting the word out. We hope you will use these Mideast Bible prophecy updates to draw closer to Jesus, allowing Him to speak through you to the world around you. Once again, you'll find these prophecy updates by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking the link to our YouTube channel. Join us again for Truth from God's Word right here on In Spirit and Truth.